five, four, three, two, one. You're now tuning into True Gaming Podcast, hosted by One Way Soldier. We answer your gaming-related questions and talk about gaming-related topics. Now available on major platforms like Amazon Music, Google Podcast, and iTunes, and other platforms, helping you game with a better understanding. The boys enjoy the show. Hey, God bless you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of True Way Gaming. I'm your host, One Way Soldier, or you can call me Carl. And here on True Way Gaming, we answer your gaming-related questions and talk about gaming-related topics. And as you could, um, I don't know, I guess not here. <laughs> uh, I don't, today, for this episode, I don't have the audience with me, <laughs> but the audience will soon return. Right now, I'm in the studio by myself. Uh, but also, going into, before I go into this episode... Um, I wanted to sincerely apologize uh, to you. I wanted to sincerely apologize to you, listener, because um, on last Friday, I did not upload an episode due to an event, a family emergency, um, a great family urgency, so to speak, and I could not, I, I didn't meet the deadline of uploading an episode last Friday, but I'm back this week, and True Way Gaming, the scheduling for True Way Gaming will continue as normal, and I upload an episode uh, once a week, every Friday, I upload an episode, and you can hear me on Amazon Music, Spotify, Google Podcast, etc., pretty much most major platforms, or all, I should say. <laughs> Alright, so going into this week's episode. So, <clears throat> this week's episode, I've been asked a question. And, you know, sort of goes into a topic for me about some of my thoughts about the Nintendo Switch OLED model. What do I think about it? What are some of my thoughts? I've been asked by a few friends of mine. And also, who do I think that this model, what segment audience does this model appeal to, so to speak? And I'm going di- to answer those questions. I'm going to sort of break it down the best way I can. And... I, you know, thinking about this question, it want, it made me wanted to look up some history on previous consoles, not only just from Nintendo, uh, but also from, you know, Microsoft as well and, you know, other gaming consoles. You know, because I know there's a great, great disappointment right now in the, in the gaming community about this announcement. About, well, actually, you know, it was more like, oh, it's awesome, beautiful, it's an OLED screen. Beautiful bright colors on, on a handle, beautiful 720p resolution. People are like, oh, okay, all right, that's not bad. You know, a new dock coming with it. It has a LAN port built in it. Yeah, so they removed the USB in place of a LAN port. And then they also, um, what else they announced? Oh, oh yeah, it's getting extended, you know, a little, uh, a bigger storage. It's upgrading from a 32 gigabyte internal memory into a 64 gig memory. And that's where the excitement sort of ends, <laughs> you know, and then it was recently announced that um, they did not change anything um, internally besides the memory, but they didn't change the APU that's inside of it. It's still the same. It still renders the same graphics, the same level of performance as the normal switch now. Oh, I think the, there's different speakers um, on the system itself. So, you know, but they didn't adapt any like Dolby Atmos or um, any any other upgrades you know oh and and especially now there's uproar now because nintendo officially confirmed that is there is no new joy cons there's no iteration no new iteration of that or they didn't um redesign the joy cons to combat 
the inevitable Joy-Con drift. It's really upsetting with that. And overall, there's just multiple components that people are upset about. Yeah, so what are my thoughts on that? I mean, I, I do share those dis... I do share those disappointments about, especially the Joy-Cons. I mean, come on, they, they, Nintendo right now is facing multiple lawsuits because of the Joy-Con uh, drifts. Unfortunately, I mean, thank God I, didn't, I never experienced those for, for my Switch. But my younger sister, um, who is nine years old, she has a Nintendo Switch. And yeah, she, her Joy-Cons um, has a drift. And my, my parents had to get her another pair of Joy-Cons. <laughs> Um, which is, you know, it's crazy because the Joy-Cons are not cheap. Obviously, they're $70 a piece. If you want to buy them separately, I do believe they're like $40. They're not cheap. And then how long is somebody is going to continue to, because Joy-Con drift is, is going to happen. There's no time. Uh, there's no like average lifespan. It could happen literally within a couple of weeks selling them or a couple of months or maybe in a year. But it's going to happen, especially if there's a lot of tests out there. So people just keep on replacing their Joy-Cons. That adds up a while. 70 plus 70 plus 70. You know, like how, how long is somebody going to keep on buying new Joy-Cons to actually enjoy their console? You know, but then I also, also I always recommend just get a pro controller. But anyway, back to the topic at hand. Um, so, yeah, what I'm mainly speaking about, putting the Joy-Cons aside now, um, is is the announcement itself. And it made me look back on some of the history. I have a few dates here. So, for example, the Nintendo DS. The Nintendo DS came out November 21st, 2004. Alright? And which was pretty awesome. Actually, it was very awesome. Um, very ahead of its time. Um, I still think even to this day is brilliant because... You know, dual screens on a handheld console, nobody has really thought about that ever. You know, nobody, it's, it was awesome. It was the first of its kind. Um, and then Nintendo DS Lite came at June 11th, 2006. So two years later, they did a reiteration of the Switch. They made it smaller. It's a more compact size, um, but it has a brighter screen. And what's also cool is that the DS and the DS Lite, they also had the Game Boy Advance engine inside of it which was pretty cool and um and then the dsi came out in april 2009 three years later there was a new ds and that one featured uh, two digital cameras on the console itself um it supported internal and external content storage um and also had a nintendo dsi shop as well which discontinued back in 2017 in other words with Nintendo specifically, I've seen, I see a pattern. Like, they came out with the Nintendo Switch. I, I think that came out 20, oh my goodness, was it Nintendo? I said not Nintendo. Was it, uh, well, you know, they came out with the original Switch, right? Um, and then a couple of years later, they came out with the Nintendo Switch Lite. And which is a smaller compact version of it, just like the Nintendo DS Lite. Just like what they did with there. And then it. I mean, to me, it was really a downgrade. I mean, it was, if you wanted to dive into Nintendo Switch games, you know, $200, you get to dive in and it's portable. But the thing is, the Joy-Cons still experience drift. And then the Joy-Cons were built internally into the system. So if there's a drift in that, you literally have to send in your whole console, technically, in for prepair, you know, to fix it. Or you take the risk of opening it up yourself and just replace the joysticks, which um, if you don't know what you're doing, I don't recommend. 
Yeah, and then now with the Nintendo Switch OLED, they announced that the pretty much the only improvements that this one has over the the base, I guess I'll call it the, the, the base Nintendo Switch, is, you know, it just has OLED screen. Um, it has 64 gigs of memory instead of a 32. And the Nintendo Switch dock has a built-in LAN adapter, which is awesome. And, yeah, that's 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 pretty much it <laughs> you know uh, and the the speakers i think it has better sound um the speakers on the system itself and it's yeah very interesting i see a pattern in other words i see a pattern with nintendo where they come out with a smaller version of their handheld system and then they a couple of years after that they release a new and improved one so to speak and then also the dsi xl for example they released it on march 28th 2010 so a year later, they came out with an XL version. Me looking back on this history, so to speak, I hope that they would do something similar with the Switch. I hope that everyone, so to speak, they were really hoping this would be the Nintendo Switch Pro. Uh, but hopefully, I'm not saying within a year. It could be next year. But I mean, if it releases next year, then this is a true example of sincerely history repeating itself because with the Nintendo DSi came out and then you had the Nintendo DSi XL. So hopefully, you know, you got the OLED Switch model coming out this year and then next year, that'll be cool. Have a Nintendo Switch Pro or new Super Nintendo Switch, uh, whatever you want to call it, uh, comes out. All right, but more on that in a few moments. Um, and then also just other history. When Nintendo side, Nintendo 3DS released March, like the first 3DS released March 27th, 2011. Um, and then they released the 3DS XL version April 17th, 2013, so two years later. And then, same thing as the DS Lite, the new Nintendo 3DS came out February 13th, 2015. So with that point, I really hope history in this instance repeats itself. And I also think about, too, I think about with this Nintendo Switch OLED model, is there... Is I mean, obviously, with what I just said, the history... Of Nintendo uh, DS and 3DS, it looks like they're sort of going by their, yeah, their handheld uh, history here. I mean, Nintendo Switch is is marketed as a hybrid console, so yes, it's a portable device slash console. So I guess they're Nintendo's really leaning more on the handheld side uh, of things. But then, not only just looking up Nintendo DS, I was trying to think about when when I was looking up this information, I was thinking, hmm, did any of Nintendo's competitors, so to speak, did they release a console that was sort of like the, the next iteration of it um, or a new design? Did they leave it half-baked? You know what I mean? So, uh, so for example, you know, well, for example, like the original Xbox, for example, the Xbox One, um, I should say, the original Xbox One that came out in 2013. Uh, a couple of years later, you had the Xbox One S, and, you know, that one was... You know, yeah, it was a, it was much slimmer than that big chunky VCR Xbox One, but also the Xbox One S. It, it didn't just oh yeah, it was it wasn't just oh it's slimmer. It featured 4K Blu-ray drive, so you could actually watch 4K Blu-ray movies. You could also stream 4K content, which those features are were completely absent in the original Xbox One. Um, and then you could play games upscale to 4K, just the better way to put it, just in case you don't know. It, it pretty much it stretches the image to fit a 4K display. So when you're playing a game that's 1080p, for example, you're not going to see no black bars on the side of the screen. 
And um, yeah, and also because of the 4K Blu-ray drive, and also because you can upscale it to 4K, it did feature, I do believe, I think it was 7%. Yeah, 7% was as, as faster and stronger than the original Xbox One um, console. But then also went, you know, but that was just the Xbox One, and I went for the back. And I was looking at the Xbox 360, for example. Like in November 22nd, 2005, the Xbox 360 was released. That, that big, white, bulky thing. They released a, uh, an arcade edition, which included, I do believe, a 512 megabyte memory card. Also featured me uh, bundled with the console. There was like an arcade, Xbox Live arcade disc or whatever. I think I do believe that joint was like three hundred dollars or three fifty around there, and then they released the Pro uh, console, which the Pro console that was you, it came with a twenty gigabyte hard drive, and then later years later they released uh, they upgraded to sixty gigabytes, yeah, and then also the disc drive on the Pro it was uh, chrome plated. Um, the, the disc tray instead of the arcade it was like matted white or something like that, and etc. But Years later, Xbox 360 Slim, or you could call it the Xbox 360 S model for short, came out in July 2010. Um, and that one released, it wasn't just, oh yeah, it's smaller. It, I mean, it was smaller. It was um, was 17% smaller than the original Xbox 360. It also had, it, uh, had an upgraded 250 gig hard drive, uh, built-in wireless and 24 gigahertz gigahertz uh wi-fi adapter built in which on the original xbox 360 you had to buy in a hunt for a hundred dollars you had to buy a wi-fi adapter that wasn't even strong for a hundred dollars you had to buy that wi-fi adapter oh man that's a crazy story and uh yeah i'll share you that story thank you angel if you listen to this i'm a big bro you know uh because i remember he brought me that when we we're ignorant and um well i'll get back to that i'll get back to that um yeah, and they removed the two memory card slots. Nobody was using it. You know, once the hard drive um, became cheaper and there was different options, people bought the hard drive instead of the 360. Um, and then they also um, they did a complete overhaul of the cooling system for the Xbox 360 Slim to combat the red ring of death on the original uh, Xbox 360 model back in 2005. 2005, um, obviously, we all know that the Xbox 360 suffered... There was a mass, mass, like, the majority of Xbox 360s did experience a red ring of death. And then I do believe um, they had to, I think I was on a Jasper motherboard inside of 360. And then they sort of did a remodeling, I think, of that model. I'm not sure if it was a year or two later. And they used a Falcon motherboard, which featured a cooling chip inside to... Um, you know, they, they fixed that problem, so to speak. But still, even though they sort of, you know, that the, the Valken motherboard fixed that problem, the motherboard on that 360 model itself, the, the back, you know, the, the original 360 model, um, that the motherboard was designed, it wasn't really designed to last. There was flaws of the design. So it was really cool and really awesome that Microsoft, I mean, they, they should have one with this in the first place, but with the Xbox 360s model, they released it and made significant improvements to the motherboard where it's actually the console itself it could last so much longer than the original Xbox 360, even if you had the Falcon motherboard and the console. 
And as an addition to this, uh, the Xbox 360 Slim had five USB ports. Um, it has five USB ports compared to the original Xbox 360 that came out in 2005 that only had three USB ports, two in the front, one in the back. So, yeah, and, and the, the Slim one has two in the front, three in the back, which is awesome. And it has a Connect ready port. So if you have a Connect sensor for the Xbox 360, just plug it right in. It's ready to go. Unlike the original Xbox 360, you had to get a special cable for it. And yeah, so very interesting stuff. So in other words, overall, what I'm what I'm saying here, and the, and the point of me mentioning the Xbox 360 models here, and then also the 3DS and the 3D and the DS. Well, you know, my my point of bringing that up was that Microsoft, when they did a reiteration of you know, coming out with a different model and stuff, they just didn't release and say, hey, you know, this only has one improvement or two improvements, you know. It literally improved the life of the console, but I mean, I understand, like, they made significant changes, they added features to it, but overall, yes, the GPU power and the, and the CPU was still the same in the slim model of the Xbox 360. So, in other words, I can understand everyone's disappointment about the Nintendo Switch, OLED model to where they were disappointed because everyone wants a, a stronger switch and plus these rumors were running rapid there was rumors all over the place and insiders they were saying that oh yeah the Nintendo Switch Pro is coming out and then when Nintendo made this announcement it was like oh okay great you know and I think that's where the disappointment is coming from but as we see in the past like Nintendo Microsoft with the Xbox 360 them making minor changes so to speak or adding features to the console but keeping the apu performance in other words the, the graphical fidelity that you get with the games the same as when the console first release it's it's it always happened so to speak like this is nothing new but especially and, and that's why i use the point with the xbox 360 because if you get the slim 360 you, you don't get approved graphics it's the same graphics you're getting if you were to get the original system but it's just that you're getting these quality of life improvements literally for the system and then also just these neat extra features where the wi-fi adapter is built in and you know everything i just mentioned previously same thing with the nintendo ds and i think that's what is going to happen i think nintendo is going to repeat the history sort of speak of what they're what they're doing and there was also something that you know i found interesting because because these these points you know i like everything i just said i understand I understand, like, Nintendo, oh, you know, this is they did this years ago with the Nintendo 3DS and DS. And Microsoft, they did it with their system. So, it's nothing it's nothing new. There, there is a couple of points where I disagree with Nintendo here. And one of them is this IGN article that I'm going to read to you. So, yeah. So, Nintendo, for the Nintendo Switch OLED model. And I'm sorry, I'm not reading it right the article. I'm going to read it right now. But... As you know, it's going to be $350. So I highly disagree with that price point, especially if the only thing they're changing is the OLED screen. And especially reading this article, interesting article from IGN, which I'm going to quote to you right now, I especially disagree with it. So, and I quote, Nintendo's looking to increase its profits margin with this new Switch model. The OLED display is said to cost an additional $3 to $5 per unit, according to to DSCC co-founder Yoshio Taura, Taura, wait, yeah, Taura, 
Sorry if I butchered the name. Increasing the internal storage from 32 gigs to 64 gigs looks to add another $3.50, according to uh, Aldias Akari. Mid Minasaki. Mis- oh my goodness. Mid Minim. <laughs> Give me a second. <laughs> Mina Mikawa. All the other new components are thought to add a few dollars more. All of these add up to around a $10 increase in price per unit for Nintendo, meaning it will gross around $40 per Switch OLED model sold. Switch models. Nintendo had already been selling its hardware at a profit since its launch in 2017, and this would just increase its return via um, those who wish to purchase or upgrade to this new model. This line of thinking goes against the grain of the traditional console cost model that usually sees the system selling at a loss and recuperating the innovative investment through software sales and increasing manufacturing efficiency over time. According to ACE Research Institute analyst Hideki Yasuda, if this move by Nintendo is successful and it is able to keep up impressive sales streak going, it could set a precedent for charging more across the industry. So, yeah. So, and, and that's where I disagree with. I, I really, I feel that and I think many others could agree with me, consoles like, for example, Sony, Microsoft, with the Xbox Series X and S, and then also, especially with the S, um, and, and, and the PlayStation, Sony, PlayStation 5, they're selling their console at a loss. And to make up the sales, they're going to make up the loss with software that they, you know, they sell and stuff like that, Xbox Live Gold, etc. So Nintendo, they didn't do that. They sold their console at a profit, and they... Their console, they made back. Like, they made their money back and then some. It's selling like crazy. It sells, like, the Switch, it sold a lot of units. And for me, you know, and, and, and understand it. For a business standpoint, it's brilliant. They were able to sell their console, not at a loss, but at a profit. And they're still make, they're selling millions. And I understand it that's brilliant. But for this new console, what I was hoping that they would do for the OLED um, model is that they it will replace the current model so right now that they will stop making the current model just like they used to do with uh, the ds you know like they did with the ds and ds Lite and dsi etc that this will replace the current switch model and then they sell it for at 300 you know especially if they made their money back i mean come on nintendo i mean and it's just come on taking a ten dollar loss i mean sure i'm sure that adds up after a while but the, the, you know how Nintendo is, and how much money they're making with their IPs, how much the games that they're selling on the platform, and you know, like they could have sold it for three hundred dollars. That to me, I just disagree with this move that they increased the, the price point to fifty dollars. You know, they, it's from three hundred to three fifty because actually, if you look back, you know, at a three sixty, for example, the two thousand five. Like I mentioned, the the Xbox 360 Arcade Edition and Core, you know, that, you know, off the bat was like $400, $300. And then when the Slim came out, uh, which featured 250 gigabyte memory and all the improvements, like I mentioned, the built-in Wi-Fi and five USB ports, etc. That, I do believe, was sold. Well, there was two models for that, I do believe. And that was $300, I think. But you get a lot more, you know, but... but it, Technically, it was cheaper than the Xbox 360 Pro Edition, which was $400-something. And, yeah, so fast-forwarding to 2021, <laughs> you know, it, it's just weird that Nintendo, they're not playing by the rules here. 
And I yeah, I don't like that. I, I really don't like that. You know, this is obviously just my opinion. A lot of people will have no problem. So hey, fifty dollars more, I'm all in. You know, I get an OLED screen and a dock with Ethernet port in it. I'm sold. You know, <laughs> um, and to me, it's it doesn't justify that. And and another thing that I was really hoping um, that I was really hoping for a Switch Pro, and not just me, a lot of people, but even developers were hoping for a Switch Pro. So I mentioned this person's channel before on the show. This person, um, great YouTuber, I highly recommend checking him out. His name is Modern Modern Vintage Gaming, and um, he is a, a Nintendo Switch developer. He is. A certified, licensed, you know, a developer. He works, I do believe, for um, Knife Die Studios. And he released uh, Strife, a rema- Veteran Edition, which is a remastered of the classics from the 19... 19- I forgot what year, to be honest. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so, he- awesome channel. But he made a couple of good points, because he made his video uh, addressing his concerns. But he spoke from as a developer point of view. And it's crazy, because... The Nintendo Switch has four gigabytes of RAM, and 3.2 gigabytes is available for the developer to use, and the rest of the the point eight um, is for you know the background apps and you know the, the OS etc. And you know it's back in when the Switch was released, it's I guess it was fine, but I guess I guess moving forward, what I'm trying to say is moving forward, fast forward into 2021. And I agree with this, and, and, and Monovich is gamer. He made a great point. But moving forward, I do believe ports of video games on the Nintendo Switch is going to be a great concern. Uh, it's going to be concerning and will be trouble, you know, just the 4 gigs of RAM. Because um, if you look at The Witcher 3, for example, which is uh, a miracle. They, they actually got that on the Switch. But um, the developers has said that when that the, the first build of The Witcher Three for Nintendo Switch, the the first build that they did was was five gigs was was five gigs, um, a RAM was like required, and they spent fifteen months of compressing and downsizing the game so that it could run on the Switch. They spent fifteen months downsizing and compressing uh, because of the challenges of the of the low. RAM on the Nintendo Switch, and you're even starting to see. You're, st- you're even starting to see that too because another game that that I love, I got to finish playing, is called uh, A Plague's Tale Innocence. Hey, Plague's Tale! You know that they've just released the Series X and PS5 version of that. You could do 4K 60 frames per second on that, um, which which looks gorgeous. But the Nintendo Switch version, there's not even a native port of it for the Nintendo Switch. There's a cloud version of the game, um, and that's the only way to play that game on the Switch if you play the cloud version on the Nintendo Switch. And yeah, that's uh, that's a problem because I, I see moving forward that with this OLED model, because it's still there's only four gigs of RAM, and we don't know how long until the actual Switch Pro comes. Hopefully in a year, but developers are turning into making ports for the Nintendo Switch, but making it a cloud version. They sort of did that with, I remember the first game I remember that they did that with was Hitman, no not Hitman, excuse me, uh, Resident Evil 7, there you go, Resident Evil 7, um, there was another game, a few other ones, but they also, you know, Plague's Tale Innocence is the most recent example I can remember, that it's a cloud version, um, and you can play on a Switch, so, I mean, a couple of reasons that, you gotta make sure you got good internet, 
Um, the Wi-Fi adapter in the Switch is not really all that, unless I mean technically you could connect. Well, with the new Switch dock, you know, it has a built-in LAN port, so you could stream the game that way too with direct connection and stuff, and you will get significantly improved performance if you're streaming the game. Um, but overall, it's not people like me where I prefer to, when I buy a game on the Switch, which is physical, I like to own it and run it natively off the system. And with Nintendo not improving the gigabytes of RAM in their system, um, it's going to cause problems for ports of games or even just, you know, developers that they want to, they have ambitious ideas that they want to put on the Switch or, or, or release a game multi-plat, like a, a very ambitious game that they want to release on the Series X, for example, PS5, and then they want to bring it to the Switch. They're going to have to do some serious, serious cutbacks and stuff. Uh, a matter of fact, the developers, the creators for Cuphead, they actually, um, I do believe on their website, they did a full article on the compromises and cuts that they had to do in order to optimize Cuphead for the Nintendo Switch. An amazing port, to remind you, amazing port, but you know they state that. So in other words, my point is just overall is just moving forward, 2021 and forward. If Nintendo doesn't come out with a Switch Pro, I do believe that we will see more games running off the cloud. <laughs> Um, you know, games are not first party. I'm talking about third party. And, you know, you're, you're going to see a lot of Switch games that are probably going to be delayed. Like, like for example, Tony Hawk Pro Skater and then also uh, 13 Remake. I know it's not the best example, but, you know, it released on PS4, Xbox One, released buggy. Uh, but this, sometime this year, they're supposed to release the Nintendo Switch version. And I think, in other words, we're going to get a lot of ports and a lot of games that are going to get... Like, they're going to release for the Xbox and, and PlayStation, uh, but going to get delayed on the Nintendo Switch because they have to spend more time optimizing and downsizing, downsizing excuse me, their games. Um, just sort of, and a perfect example, actually, is Doom Eternal. And it's really cool because Digital Foundry um, actually had an interview with the developers. They call it the Miracle Port because it really is crazy. Uh, uh, that, that whole game in general, they were able to fit it on the Nintendo Switch, and it's crazy with developers, how they talk, uh, the technique, uh, was it Panic Button and uh, ID, the stuff, the tricks that they had to do to get that game running on a Switch. Uh, it's, it's fascinating, really fascinating and, and really awesome and, and a remarkable achievement, and even Warframe on a Switch as well, which I do believe was also done by Panic Button as well. Um, but overall, if Nintendo doesn't do something, that that's my concern as a Switch owner. We're going to get more cloud ports, and just or just period games may just certain versions may not be able to make it on a switch because of the low memory you know not just apu but also the ram and um etc you know because for example also another example out of worlds out of worlds when that first release man that, that the switch port was rough they they had to take another i think uh, a few months to do patches of that game smooth it out and stuff to make it actually run good you have a whole bunch of frame rate drops you know and when i talk about also like ports for nintendo switch like uh, developers they're not the, the, about the ram for example it's not even just about the graphics really i mean i do believe if you narrow the game's graphic enough enough that also makes the sacrifice <clears throat> the, the sacrifice to make that game run on a Switch, I believe, could also is could become too great as well. And and uh, I mean, Out of Worlds is for example, the game looks muddy and weird on a Nintendo Switch, and we're playing the Xbox One, for example. It's, it's a gorgeous game, and to me, I think the 
looks and the gra- you know the graphical fidelity of a game is also part of the identity of the game. But but my main point, I sound like I'm all over the place. I apologize. Is you like I'm talking about performance as well, you know? Because if they don't upgrade the RAM and stuff, it's not just talking about oh we're gonna get less good looking games. No, it's, it, there's games, uh, a few games where on the Switch, if things get crazy in a game. On the Switch, really, you'll be playing games like frame rates drop down to like 15 frames per second. And again, the Outer Worlds, for example, when I first came out, every like battle counter, it, it almost felt unplayable. Especially you're fighting a lot of enemies and stuff, you know? Yeah, so with, with those points being said, and also Nintendo, I'm not sure if I also mentioned this detail as well, is that the Nintendo Switch um, OLED model, it's going to feature a 7-inch screen and the original model is like 6.2 um the screen is still at 720p now graphics don't really bother me per se um but a bigger screen and it's at 720p um you would notice a lot of pixelation (laughs) you know because uh, recently i was playing ninja gaiden 2 sigma yes please don't hate me i'm sorry (laughs) i do like ninja gaiden i'm a big fan of it i got it for the switch um, even though it's not the best port of Ninja Gaiden, but uh, Ninja Gaiden Sigma 2, um, you know, there were some areas on screen where I noticed a lot of pixelation on Ryu himself, you know, like like his little cape, his ninja cape, and it reminded me of the PlayStation Vita version. He had a lot of that. Um, but in other words, with a 7.8 screen that's 720, um, those pixels might be more noticeable because not every Switch game uh, portable, for example, runs at 720p. The max capability of the Switch screen itself, like on the console itself, is 720p, but you may have games, I do believe, for example, it was, um, what was that game? Uh, Chrono Blade 2. I think it's called Chrono, uh, Chrono Blade um, 2. I think undocked, so portable mode, that game resolution, I think is like in 400-something P, I think, or 512p, I think it was, you know? So 512p... On a ten, the seven inch 1080p screen, you know you're gonna see some weird stuff. You know, well pixelation. I mean, you know, so yeah. So overall, in conclusion, in conclusion, um, what do I think about the switch? What do I think about this announcement? So you know, I, I listed some good points or some you know points of history where, you know, Nintendo's always been doing this. It's nothing new, even Microsoft themselves. So. You know, it's it's nothing. I'm not too greatly disappointed because this always happened years ago, and but I do disagree with the minor the minor improvements. They're trying to justify 350 bucks, and that's not a clean tax. Um, that's where I disagree with, and then also, you know, just just today, you know, the the the, the level of gaming the level of games that we're getting in terms of not just graphical fidelity but just uh you know story games or just you know the games in general they have been bigger they have been i don't know epic you know like we had some epic games back in the early 2000s absolutely but when i'm talking about the the level of graphical fidelity just how the game played in general compared to now i i feel like what nintendo's doing is a misstep like i mentioned the whole example of it's still going to be four gigs of ram to me it's a mistake that they didn't upgrade that because even for nintendo 3ds i mean the new nintendo 3ds i mean it took them a couple of years to do it 
you know, with the 3DS coming out in 2011, and then four years later, they released the new Nintendo 3DS, which had an improved GPU in it, and, and um, you know, right, uh, a C-stick and stuff, and they were able to put better performing and, and graphical, uh, better-looking games on the handheld, you know, but for, you know, it's been five years, I do believe, since the Nintendo Switch has been out, selling well, and it's five years. <laughs> it's, to me, it's the perfect time. I, mean, I know we just came out of a pandemic. We're still in it technically, but, you know, um, for them to release another console and they're not doing anything with the RAM, with the APU itself, to me is a misstep, a big misstep. Because I do feel like, and this is my opinion, even though the Switch is selling like crazy, in terms of it may sell well, but in terms of developers, you know, the Switch OLED model may get left behind because, you know, not first party, but in terms of third party wise, it just may be too difficult for them to develop a Switch model. Uh, the games that, the caliber of games that we're getting now. So I am disappointed in that front because I would like to see, I would love to see a, a, a stronger Switch. You know, I would love to see Mario and not even, it doesn't even have to be like 4K. You know, like, I'm not even talking about just, like, 4K. I mean, even though I would love to see Mario and Super Smash Bros. in 4K, oh, it would look gorgeous. But I'm just talking about just put some new horsepower in there so games could run more at 60 frames per second. Because, I, I you know, I played the Series X, and that's what I love about this generation, this current generation with the PS5 and Xbox Series X and S. Like, we're seeing more games being at high resolutions and high frame rates at once and it's not just all oh, just a choice you know oh, you either choose resolution or you choose performance you know like no like we're, we're getting both and i like how the majority of games for these consoles the xbox series x and s and ps5 we're, we're getting that you know and it's just it's you know nintendo has always been for years now even with the wii u even from the time the wii they, they've always been behind but five years later massive success for the switch it's time for a new switch and and that's 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 my disappointment. I'm not disappointed because of the rumors. I'm just disappointed because I'm like, okay, how long are until we get a new Switch? And, and that's where I'm disappointed. Like, oh, Nintendo, you messed up. <laughs> you know, you really messed up. And, and and that's where I said. And then, but overall, though, the new OLED, oh, I'm sure it looks gorgeous because OLED looks gorgeous. I have OLED to display. Well, actually, no, I don't. Do I? No, no, I have a nano display. That's right. <laughs> I, I want an OLED. Well, I mean, it's similar to all. Yeah, that's true. That's right. It's similar. Um, but anyway, like, you know, topic. And um, yeah, so overall, I'm disappointed in that front. I don't agree with the price point. But yeah, it's okay, I guess. It's just I feel like the Switch is going to be left behind. Th that's my view. Now, the other question, who do I think that this Nintendo Switch OLED appeals to what segment of audience do i think or i would recommend this console to so i would recommend obviously off the bat if you out of five years if you did not get a chance to snag a switch if you did not buy a nintendo switch whether it's the light or just normal switch i mean i don't recommend the light at all um but nintendo switch now is the perfect time to jump in on october 8th 2021 you know you get to have an oled model it features, I do believe, the same battery life as the the current Switch that's out right now, uh, the, the the new improved model, so to speak. Um, and um, 
you know, it's yeah, you're cool. You're you're the first time you're getting a switch and you're getting these minor improvements. It's a perfect time to jump in if you've never gotten a switch before. Um, I also recommend this model for people that got a switch light. Switch light, it's cool for two hundred dollars. You know, you get to have you know you get to jump in with switch games and you know you get to play you know console games so to speak on the go you know but my my the reason why i you know obviously putting all the features to cut aside like for example you can't you know transfer this onto the tv you can't buy a dock and put the switch light you know dock it to the tv to me what's the whole point of calling it a switch at that point um and then also um, just other stuff, the NFC reader, I think there's no NFC reader, and also the Joy-Cons are not de- uh, uh, detachable, um, to me, I don't I don't think the Switch, putting all that aside, I mean, just with the Joy-Con itself, to me, you know, if you're jo- if you're listening to this, and, you know, if you have an Nintendo Switch Lite, like, that's awesome, and you're joining it, more power to you, that's, that's awesome, what I'm saying is irrelevant, that, that's good, you know, I'm sure kids too, they don't care, but, my thing with the Nintendo Switch Lite is I don't recommend it to people is because the, the, the Joy-Cons are not detachable and, you know, the joy, the, the joystick, excuse me, um, has that design flaw where eventually it, it's prone to get, uh, to have a, a Joy-Con drift. You know, it's, it's prone to have that because of the Nintendo, the way they designed the thumbstick, it's gonna develop the drift. And when that happens, it's, your console pretty much it's, it's it's literally unplayable it's literally unplayable and you have to send it into repairs uh to nintendo which is a big inconvenience and they don't permanently fix the issue they do a temporary fix pretty much and they need to redesign that so to me that's why i would not recommend a switch light to anybody unless you know how to open up the console and replace the joysticks yourself even though that is still temporary that yeah so in other words i don't recommend a switch light to people literally because of that reason literally because of that reason and i just a hundred dollars more just get it you know, well now 150 dollars more you could get an oled display seven inches instead of the however i forgot the measurements of the town switch light <laughs> but it's smaller significantly smaller you get the seven you know with the oled model just 150 bucks more you get a oled display and you get you know you could dock it to the tv you attachable joy cons you could so much better so that so those two if you're a switch light owner in summary and if you never had the switch before this is what i would recommend the oled model too because the switch does have some pretty awesome games and some awesome ports as well so i do recommend a switch console period me I already have a Nintendo Switch, so this is a utter pass for me. I, I'd rather wait until there is a Switch Pro coming out whenever. Hopefully, repeat, history repeats itself where Nintendo is going to release uh, a new Switch revision in a year, hopefully two years max, because they need that out now. Um, and it's crazy, too, because actually today, at the recording, as of the recording of this podcast episode, uh, July 15th, Valve actually released... Um, they're showing off. They didn't release it. it it's going to release this fall um, for everyone to buy. But they announced their uh, Steam Deck, which is pretty cool. Which is literally, to me, it's straight up a Nintendo Switch Pro 
that we should have gotten. <laughs> Literally, it's a gaming PC. Um, it has uh, a custom uh, Ryzen APU in there. And you could literally play, it's a, it's a 720p screen as well, but you could play actual PC games like Control, Doom Eternal, um, what was it, uh, Portal 2, just literally every Switch, uh, every Switch, oh, excuse me, every Steam game, your whole Steam library, you could play it on Valve's uh, Steam Deck, the handheld gaming PC the device. You could also, literally, there's gonna they're going to sell a dock with it, oh, excuse me, not with it, they're going to release a dock that is going to be used for this, but they're going to sell the dock separately for whatever reason. And you're able to connect the this um, Steam Deck to your TV. So it could run PC games like Control. Um, they, sh they said Doom at, at medium to high settings but at 720p, which is good, which is outstanding. High frame rates, you know, on a handheld device. And you get to connect it to your display. And you could play it. I'm not sure if you connect it to your display, it'll play at a high resolution or so but you could check it out on, on youtube ign and GameSpot, etc you know wherever you like to look up your stuff and it's pretty impressive it's pretty impressive and that is the switch pro we should have gotten because their their first model that's i think is only going to include 64 gigabytes of memory so reminds me of nintendo um it's going to be 400 dollars. and then they're also going to have i do believe um what was it i think uh they're going to have two more models. I know the last model is like 500 or something gigs. And that's going to be like 600 or something dollars, I think. Uh, but what's cool is that you get to expand this with, a, you know, the space with an SD card. So, uh, in other words, I know this top, this episode is mostly about Nintendo. But if you want, if you're disappointed like I am and you want a Switch Pro, the alternative is you could also turn, like, not spend $350 on the OLED model. You could literally take that, save 50 bucks. And you know, including tax, and you could literally buy this fall Valve's um, Steam Deck gaming handheld PC, handheld gaming PC, whatever you want to call it, and it's it's really awesome. So I'd rather put my money towards that, and that's gonna have a long life jeopardy because you're not gonna miss out on any games, and literally this any game that's on Steam, you could play it on this device, and literally you could also use. Um, any anything you could do on PC, you could do on here, and it also has mod support as well, which is insane. So I highly recommend that, or you can just go that route as well. Amen. So that will conclude this episode of Chewy Gaming. Do you agree? Do you disagree with uh, some of my points? Please let me know. Message me. Also, if you do have a question and or a topic that you want addressed, wanted to be addressed here on the show, you could email me twgpquestions at gmail.com make sure you write question at the subject bar and please leave your name um, so that way I can probably address you and hopefully your question and our topic can be featured on the next episode and that will conclude this episode and please guys tell your friends about this podcast you know I'm, I'm available on most uh, platforms like Amazon Music, Google Podcasts iTunes Spotify Etc. I'm everywhere. <laughs> even Castbox and stuff. Um, I think even Pocket Cast or something like that. If you stood to the end, thank you so very much for blessing me with your time. Thank you guys. I love you guys. God bless you. My name is One Way Soldier, and this is the end of my transmission. Phew.